This episode of the Reflective Teacher Podcast is brought to you by Playground. Playground is a preschool management app with the goal of making excellent childcare available to everyone. Playground helps early childhood teachers and directors build deeper connections with their families, especially when parents aren't able to come inside your center. Playground handles contactless check-ins, lets you share pictures and videos, send announcements, automatically invoice, and more from a single app for everyone. Visit tryplayground.com today to learn more and begin a free three-month trial with no fees and no contracts. That's tryplayground.com. This week on episode five of season three of the Reflective Teacher Podcast, Lindsay and I talk candidly just with each other. We don't have a guest and we're just talking about something that we're really passionate about, which is makerspaces in the classroom. Um, we've had our own nice journey with um, makerspaces and setting them up um, in various forms and using design thinking to um, really enhance play in our classroom. So uh, we hope you enjoy, and without any further ado, here is Lindsay and my discussion about makerspaces in the classroom. All right, friends. Lindsay and I are here today um, for a special episode. Um, We are talking about something that we have been very passionate about as teachers in early childhood, and that is um, makerspaces. So um, we both have had like varying experience. I think with them, a lot of our experiences have been together. Um, But we're here today to talk a little bit about like how you can start a makerspace in your classroom and materials you need and ways of making it work for you. Yes, we're very excited. Um, And I feel like this is definitely something that's doable in every classroom, even if it's just like a tiny little space that you carve out. It doesn't even have to be something that's permanent. It could just be on a tray and you could bring it out like every morning and to start and then kind of see how it unfolds. Um, Yeah. I love that. Um, And I think that, so like for me and you, I feel like we kind of started our journey. And I don't know, because like when I got there, you'd already been there, but in our classroom. But we kind of, for me, started the journey when we put in the um, wood shop. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like, we started with this whole like very serious wood shop made for only like doing like hammer nails screws all those sorts of things and it's kind of evolved into like a full-on makerspace which I actually love more yeah I think the combination was really great but I also think the kids getting to use the tools and just talking about safety was so important um for the wood shop space which I don't know if you'd need it as much with makerspace depending on what you have out it depends on the tools you have and what totally, you offer. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. It's I think if you are like, is if if you're asking yourself, is this something I can put out with children, then you're probably gonna need to do the answer is probably yes, but you that means you probably need um a good amount of safety training for them. Um and yeah. it, when I say good amount, I don't mean like don't stress yourself out about it, but you they need to understand the tool and what it is. Like, for example, 
we can just get into like how we used our wood shop and the safety training for that. Every year we had, um, almost every year, we had a parent volunteer come and demonstrate the tools because that was a really easy way to get people in. Even during COVID, we would just have them Zoom. Mm-hmm. And we would go over just some basic things. So some of the basics were, um, you know, like how to hold a hammer. And if you have like really regular sized or if you have regular sized hammers, I put a piece of tape in the middle of the hammer so that that's like a better place for a four or five year old, three year old to hold because the leverage at the end makes the hammer too heavy. Um, if they hold it at the end, it's a great tip. It's a good tip, but it does make the hammer less effective. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we talk about where to hold the hammer. What, what are the parts of the hammer? The part that hits the, the, the nail and then the part that, um, takes the nail out. Do you remember what that's called, Lindsay? Remember we like looked it up and did a whole thing with our classroom? Why do I want to say fork, but it's not. <laughs> well, we forget that, but that's I fine. Mean, that hop, I could look it up. Um, you could have your kids make a name for it. You could. Wait, can I jump in here really quickly and yeah. just find makerspace for our listeners? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, so it can, it can be a space or it could just be a tray or however you want to start. Um, but it's basically inviting, um, gathering tools and materials to create tinker, design, fabricate, or otherwise enable your children to make something. Um, it's also referred to as a tinker, as tinkering or even pop-up play. Um, and then you can also introduce new things as children become familiar with them. So like we're talking about this tool area, I feel like that's something you could introduce after you have like more simple things out. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like we went straight for the tools we um, did. Because, then we went back to makerspace. <laughs> yeah, but you could totally not do that, right? You could like yeah. totally start with like, and I would even, you know, whatever feels right for you. If you're somebody who's like, no, we're doing the tools, then do that. But like, I could see a lot of people wanting to start with like more simple. And I yeah, think like, tape. like kids love tape, tape, glue, scissors, and some little loose parts. Totally, totally. Wait, and let me just finish my safety rant so we can get that over with. I think oh, yeah. just some really important things to note if you're going to work with tools, how to use the tools, the parts of the tools, um, and then what to do when an accident happens because they happen. And I'm not talking accidents like someone loses an eye, but somebody is going to hurt a finger, um, you know, very mildly. And... I always have told the kids and Lindsay too, if you hurt your finger, if you, you know, hit your finger with a hammer, stop what you're doing, let a teacher know, take your hand over to the sink and run nice cold water on it and that will help. And it might hurt a little bit, but it will be okay. And so that has been really successful for us and I feel like kids who like trip and like are fine, but like still like cry if they hit themselves with a hammer, like they know what to do. And it's like they somehow like react less, even though it hurts more because they're just like empowered to like kind of help themselves. Obviously, if someone was really hurt, um, that's a different story. But that really in our six years of, of working together, no one's gotten seriously injured. Um and I also think that 
Um, you know, and a big part of this is like Lindsay and I really wanted it to be independent last year. We didn't want to like have to always be sitting there. Wait, I loved you. That was your goal, remember? Yeah, it was my goal. I have this dream where all the children are just going to like naturally go over there and they're just going to take turns. It's just going to flow so nicely. And I was like, all right, we'll see. (laughs) All right. No, and it worked. And I think another safety rule that's important is like limiting who, how many can go in the space, right? And I always said that if you weren't there for the safety spiel, for the safety talk, like you're not ready for the makerspace. And that's fine. I'm happy to give you the safety talk when you're ready, like at any point, but you have to be ready to listen. Um, and then, yeah, you, there's safety tools like goggles and, you know, maybe you want an apron, maybe you want this and that to keep, to, to keep like your, your body safe. Um, so yeah, but there's also, there's a really good resource, a free book that we'll put in the show notes and the, and the blog post. Um, and that really like gives you the foundation of doing a wood shop. Um, yeah. Which is a you can combine a wood shop and a makerspace, but I would say the wood shop is a little bit more like carpentry. Yeah, it's like if you want to be like Ooh, a and carpenter. The, no. That back part of the hammer is called a claw. Oh, the claw! Bring in the claw! Why did I think a fork? What? <laughs> well, it is kind of like a fork. I eat with one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. If you really want to go crazy, or if you're like, I want like an amazing makerspace that is just like fully formed, I don't want to think about it, and I have a couple grand, you can go to Kodo Kids and like purchase a fully made like yes. table with like storage and it's gorgeous. But that is beyond not necessary. Like if you just want to get started, and they would tell you that too, um, because they're amazing. But um. Yeah. yeah, so Lindsay, like, talk about, like, how you could just get so one going. So I was thinking about something super simple was obviously a tray if you don't feel like you have the space at all, um, and just gather materials in, like, little bowls, and then um, you can bring it out every morning onto, like, a table. If you have a little space in your room, the simple thing that we did was we literally had one, sh- like, an Ikea shelf, and we went into, a, like, our, like, shared space downstairs. We had extra materials. And we just gathered things that like interested us, different textures, um, different like weights, um, obviously colors and materials, and just put them each in bowls. And then we just set it out on on the shelves displayed. You don't want to like pack it too much because, you know, obviously the children need to be able to access everything and like grab it. And then you don't want it all falling. That's a whole nother thing. So just kind of like simple is like great, you know, start with less. Um, and then just a couple like things that could fasten so you might want some tape you might want some glue out um scissors for cutting but you could also just start with like tape or glue you don't have to put both out you know and kind of see how it goes I think it's a lot about obviously observing your children too and how are they using the space how are they using the materials um are they asking for certain things like to put you know their their ideas together um our kids like love tape one year and then they loved glue the next year (laughs) So I feel like it really just depends on the makeup of your class, too. No, you're so right. I think a huge part of Makerspace, it's such a good point, is that like a, that observation. Um, because it really informs you of like what could be out, what could be put out next. And I also think along that same line, we've empowered a lot of kids by watching the kids who who like come up with the idea that everybody is into. Like we had some kids make some Ninja Turtle co- costumes last year and like 
everyone who wanted to do that, we would like help the kid. We would make, we would ask the kids who were like most into it, help so-and-so make their, their shell. How did you make your shell? Can you show him? And sometimes they would get really into that and want to help or, and stuff like that. Right. Which is such like a teachable moment for kids and it really builds their confidence. Um, some materials that you could gather, really, I'm just going to name off a few, but obviously the ideas are endless. Um, any kind of recycled goods, like you could get like boxes. Um, if you go to Home Depot, a lot of times the hardware stores will give you like scraps and leftovers of wood or anything else that they might have. Um, you could buy like screws or washers, any of those things at Home Depot. Um, the pipes, what are those called? The PVC pipes. You love those. those are, I know the PVC pipes. I mean, those are bigger things, but Small things are great, like the, the washers and the screws, um, and just wood, like scrap wood, which they should give you for free. Um, yeah, beads, there's like yarn, ribbon. Yeah, beads, yarn, string, ribbon, rocks. You could rock, collect rocks outside with your kids, sticks, paper clips, rubber bands. We have a ton of old CDs at school for some reason. Lots of people so, have a ton of old TV, CDs. Yeah, so like old CDs, um, even records. I feel like uh, like wire wire is so great in the makerspace. So it's really just like I think also I we'll put um, for Chicago folks or Illinois folks um, mm-hmm. zero landfill as a link in our in our blog because that's an amazing one where yeah. you can just go and collect just a million a million things. That like good. and most cities have goods. have something of that. Yeah. You know, and then um, I think another really great resource is a thrift store. So like the amount of keyboards that you can find, like an old computer keyboard, have your kids take that stuff apart. Um, like that's, it's good for play in the classroom, just like pretending. Like I can't tell you how many kids have been like, this is my spaceship controls, like, you know. Yeah. But it's also great if you don't care about them to just take them apart and like, have kids look at like the old electronics or a lot of times they sell bulk tools or bulk um hardware awesome stuff that you can like just put in your makerspace um facebook marketplace too people like give free like free stuff away all the time so you can be on the lookout there it's kind of fun to collect um yeah and just like build your collection Lindsay, martha We have an amazing new sponsor, along with our awesome sponsor, the Jewish United Fund. We are also working with American Jewish University, or AJU, this season. Um, And they've got an amazing offer to share with you. Um, They want you to have the opportunity, educators, to earn your early childhood education degree online with the School for Jewish Education and Leadership at AJU. Whether you are looking to complete your bachelor's degree or start a master's program, you will learn the skills, creativity, and leadership you need to advance your career in early childhood education. American Jewish University has been training educators for the last seven decades. Take the first step in advancing your classroom and administrative expertise by contacting us today at www.aju.edu forward slash education. Educating the educators who teach our children is our passion. This is what they're saying, not what we're saying. I mean, it is what we're saying too, but... (laughs) Educating the educators who teach our children is AJU's passion and ours. Visit the School for Jewish Education and Leadership of American Jewish University online today at the same location 
Lindsay just said, www.aju.edu forward slash education. We will also be posting all of that information in our blog so that you can access it there. Thank you so much. Lindsay, did you ever just like want to throw your phone at the wall because your like school management app wasn't working? Yes, multiple times yesterday. (laughs) Well, have I got a new school management app for you, baby girl. Tell me more. Yeah, no. So actually, we are seriously partnering with um, Playground, which is a preschool management app. Um, They are an amazing app that gives you like the services you need, not the services you don't. Um, they're going to work for you. They're extremely customer driven, right? Yes, they definitely do. Like they have take feedback and customer requests. So they know what they're looking for. They know what you're looking for as a teacher, as a director, as a parent. Right. Um, and then they've just created this amazing app that just is like all encompassing. Right. And you don't need to like know everything about apps and computers like along with their customer service because they're going to help you if you need help but the app has like a low barrier to entry it's like an easy interface um but it's also just nice to know that it's all in one place and you don't have to like go to this app for your attendance and this app for your drop off and pick up and this app for your like parent portal what was that Health checks, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they also do health checks. So you can do your like COVID screening, your virtual COVID screening on their app as well. Playground would love us to let you know that right now they are offering a free three month beta program with no contracts, commitments, or fees where you work hand in hand with them to develop the solution that uniquely fits your school. And that's an awesome awesome offer Um, and we really hope you take them up on that because we really believe in the work they do yes so you can visit tryplayground.com to learn more that's tryplayground.com it's like i mean i feel like the options are really endless and it's so cool to see what the kids create in makerspaces we've had so many random things designed within a makerspace um martha mentioned the ninja turtle costumes that the kids were really into we also had um some children designing magnets and that that was like it was like huge and we would use them in the classroom and then they would take them home and they you know they definitely like taught each other how to do it um we had phone holders those were were so cool the iphone holders we had iphone Uh, holders we had kids um do their own costumes for like this was one of our first projects but costumes for a play Um, And just really having them think out, like, I don't think we had a space, like, that was something we would take out every day. Yeah, I feel like that was when we were talking about this episode, actually, and you were talking about, like, the journey. I didn't even realize, you were like, you brought that up. And I didn't even realize that, yes, I was totally maker space. It wasn't like a designated space, as you were saying. But every day we would bring out materials, put it on the table, and then the children really created using all the created costumes using all their materials that we had set out and then we would also add in new materials based on like what the requests were what they were like what their plan was so yeah it's again about that observation and just kind of like you know seeing what they what you can help to add and like grow and I think as a teacher having a makerspace has grown my teaching ability so much because it offers so many problem solving moments and it teaches that design thinking that is so important for like our generations coming up um 
because these are like complex issues. They're very small, but they're, they're literally like, okay, my kid is making a cell phone. It looks insane. It doesn't look like a cell phone at all. So I wouldn't know how to help you at all. If you, when you want to put this thing there or how it could go there. So the best thing that I think Lindsay and I have found in those situations is to say, I don't know, how do you think? Or like, what could we do? And like, various what material could we add or are you looking for something specific so right and we and definitely encouraging trial and error like a lot of kids go straight to like if something like you know you'll sometimes get a kid who's like i want to glue something that like a piece of metal to like a piece of fabric and you're like you know that like elmer's glue isn't going to cut it or whatever like whatever but let them try it and be like oh I don't know and don't tell them it's not going to work or tell them you can say I don't think it's going to work but we can try it or whatever yeah. however we'll you think tomorrow and what happens yeah it's uh, such a good point like all the skills that are covered because like you said problem solving design thinking there's so many like elements of engineering math obviously um fine and gross motor while they're creating and then just like the flexibility and the collaboration and communication, those life skills that the kids get while they're working, if they decide to work together, or even while they're working near each other, I feel like it just kind of like happens where they're like talking about ideas or right, really or showing each and, other, like we were saying, like right. those social skills are huge. Totally. Um, show, it's just, show so-and-so how you made that amazing set of binoculars, you know, yes. <laughs> computer or whatever. Yeah, I feel like so many times, like you just, the, that, Kids pick up objects all the time and say, this is a blank. You know what I mean? And like, if you think about that and transfer it to like, and like hone in on that and say, oh, you know, would you really like to take some of the materials in our classroom and make your own blank? Like, that is a great provocation. A lot of times you're going to have a kid who's not confident and is going to say, I can't do this. We, we always have that kid who's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And, and helping them, and, and I think patience is the number one thing there. I think it can be a year-long process. But look for those little wins of them um, doing a little something a little independent, you know, in their making process or really trying something they learned the last time they, made, they did a maker, the project with you, um, and encourage them by, by celebrating those moments. Um, and you'll see a lot of growth. It may be small over time, but it'll be big at the end. Yeah, and I think that that's a good point too. Like there's there's children that definitely love the space and go there every day and like love to work in it every day. And then there's children that really take their time in coming to the space and or kind of are, you know, kind of like shy away from the space. But it is nice to um, encourage children, all of the children in your class to come to the space at some point. And that's also why it is, a nice like year long thing because you don't need you don't want to push them into it but kind of just like encourage them throughout the year and hopefully by the end of the year you'll have them taking that risk and coming to the space a hundred percent um just the other day i had this amazing kid in my class um who, he's a kid that just takes to it like he's just that kid that is like used to making um and i always wonder like you know, does that is that does that mean that at home they're really doing a lot more making, um, or their parents are giving them those open ended um, opportunities, or is it like, you know, just something innate within them? But I had this boy, and he was making a flag, 
and the pull for his flag was made out of a long piece of cardboard and it was like wobbly and like it had like a bend in it so it wasn't staying up and I was like what could we use to make it stand up straight and he I mean this like blew my mind that he just like knew to that it needed something like hard taped to it so he went and he like got into our pencil stash of like brand new pencils (laughs) and like was taping them to the taping them he was literally like reinforcing the cardboard with pencils and what's so nice about knowing that i or about being into makerspaces is that and like planning ahead a little bit is that i was able to say hey these are unused pencils like we're not going to use those but what we are going to do is go look because in my classroom we've been collecting lots of um uh you know dried out markers so he was able to use all the dried out markers um you know in the same way um to reinforce his flag and so it was just like it's amazing what these kids can do they really understand you didn't like have like you didn't already have those flag poles pre-made for the children you wanted them to like figure out how that how they can put a pull on on their own you know exactly and like to be honest um we started making um we started making a uh, a bunch of flags and they we were rolling paper um and you know we ran out of paper to roll and so what do we do what what can we use and posing those chill posing those questions to the kids really mm-hmm. is what when you are the one when you truly I mean obviously don't act like it's the end of the world because it's not a problem that's the end of the world but when you're saying like oh I don't know like what can we use we're out of paper you're gonna yeah. get a kid who's like really interested in the fact that you the adult is asking them their opinion you yes. know so I think I think there's it's it's just taught I feel like both of us so much about like using inquiry to like drive using questions to drive learning um, and build confidence. But then and like and who who cares if it look how it looks you know? Yeah. And I feel like the engagement is so there for the children that go to this makerspace. The children that like really love it, they're just so engaged and like a makerspace. Like, yes, is the- and I feel like. You yeah. get like enough kids there. I just feel like the hum of your room is just amazing when they're all like engaged in their own space. Ooh, that's the quote. That's the quote. That's the quote. <laughs> that's that quote. No, but I agree. And I think a makerspace is the best way to contain, not contain, but to really focus right. that one student or those couple of students that really need work that feels important. Right. Um, For that. Or else they're just going to be, like, all over the place. Right. And to sustain their focus. Yeah, because it is important to them. Like, when the, when the options are endless to, like, make a thing um, and there's less rules, like, kids really get focused. They get into their interests um, and they take risks, things like that. I think you, you can set boundaries, of course. You Everything in this area you can use. Everything else I'd like you to ask me. Right. And I think that is important to establish. Like if you don't have like a tool area that we had specifically with the safety rules that need to be established, even the makerspace will need 
those like rules established as in like, don't just grab this. And this is, you know, this is where all of our things live. We'd like to say, um, just so they can kind of at least try to put things back and organize them. So it's a space that people can use. I think too, um, just one of the last things, um, provocations are totally great. Um, and I think books are an amazing way. I mean, there's books that are explicit, right? Like you have like Rosie Revere, engineer, Iggy Peck, the architect, things like that. But then, and I know we talked about three little pigs, um, with, um, architecture and Gadzikowski, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. With architecture. Yeah. At, at play like young architects. Um, and STEM, but Three Little Pigs is also an amazing makerspace, um, you know, uh, provocation. Um, any book you read that the kids are really interested in, you read a book on pirates, they're like all of a sudden playing pirates. Let's make pirate costumes. Let's make a pirate ship. We made a train last year with a bunch of our kids, and it was hilarious because it the kids were so into trains that it like turned into a bullet train. And we were like, how the hell do we make a bullet train? Like, what? Paper mache. Yeah. So we ended up using paper mache, and the kids the kids were really into it. I also was very into it, and a lot of the time lapses that Lindsay took are just me. <laughs> and, yeah, I feel like that's another thing. Just as in, you know, the work we do with children, some things might be a huge hit for a while, and then they might fizzle. Oh, yeah. But that's okay. Just that's let right. that shit fizzle. <laughs> it's that's... all right. It's all right. Yep. That's okay. Because I feel like they always find something new to, like, really get engaged in, so. I feel like it was so huge. Just, like, observe, 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 because when you get to the heart of what they're really wanting, then, and, like, don't freak out about it. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, but once you get to that, that, that interest that they have, their, the focus will be there, and it will die down. It just Mm -hmm. will. Things have an end. Sometimes they have a wonderful, beautiful culminating end. Sometimes they just end. Yeah. Sometimes they're just kind of like left on the shelf yeah. to dry and be alone. <laughs> um, we have a lot of leftover makerspace projects at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So many. Just so many random things that just don't make sense. And then you laugh about them and then you say, this is amazing. Um, but, yeah, we are going to put lots of resources Um, We really hope this inspires you to start your own makerspace. I mean, if we can leave you... Pictures of makerspaces or items that are made. Creations. Makerspace creations. We want to see them. Oh, yeah. Please uh, tag us in any Facebook or Instagram post with makerspace items or your own makerspace. Um, And I think to leave you with like a challenge would just be to like identify a couple materials, put them on a tray... Get some, get some, I'm going to call them fasteners, glue, tape, um, staples, whatever you feel comfortable using. Put that all out on a table one morning and just see what happens and really try and use that like, I don't know, how could we blah, 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 you know? Um, Or what do you want to make? You can make anything and like maybe they're going to make nothing, but just give that a try and see what happens. And if it's not for you, it's not for you yet or at all. Awesome. But it probably will be because it's great. It is great. Maybe give it two days. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, well, I think we can probably end it here. Toodaloo. Thanks for listening. <laughs>